everybody, this is your sideline, Tim Cunningham. You are listening to the Jazz Chat here on Tuesdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on the East Coast, 3 to 5 on the West Coast, and 5 to 7 in the central of the country. Hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. We did here in Missouri. It was great. Weather was great. Really warm, but uh, we got through it. Um, Again, we're going to be featuring an artist this week uh, to talk about and give you some information on what they do and how they do it and how long they've been doing it and all that good stuff. We're going to start the song, the, uh, the uh, show out with a tune called Just Because. And you're listening to the Jazz Chat. Saxophonist Tim Cunningham here on the CRS Radio Network. We are the Knowledge Station.
That's a big game from the pianist, Darren Stewart. We've got some more stuff coming up from Darren here shortly. Here's one from my main man, Willie Bradley, with featuring James Lloyd. This is the CRS Radio Network. Thank you. 
You are listening to CRS Radio, the Knowledge Station with Tim Cunningham on the Jazz Chat.
tune called Love is a Gift. Before that, you heard the tune from Bobby Lau entitled Exotic Love. Here's one called Manchester Road. This is Saxophonist Tim Cunningham on the CRS Radio Network. We are the Knowledge Station.
continue to say that we heard the song entitled uh, Spanish, uh, I'm sorry, entitled St. Joe Park. Going to get on with our uh, musician uh, of the day for this show. We're going to feature um, a little bit of information about Huge Groove, and it's E-U-G-E, his middle name is Eugene. First name is actually Stephen Eugene, and it's Groves. His last name is Groves, G-R-O-V-E. He calls himself Huge Groove. Um, and I tell you, really, uh, the last name really fits because he, he grooves. He is a phenomenal, just a phenomenal player. I uh, love hearing him play. So I'm in concert live here in St. Louis um, a few years back, and it was it was a phenomenal. It was a great show. Um, Hughes is actually from Hagerstown, Maryland, uh, graduated from the University of Miami School of Music in 1984. He was born 1962, so he is 60 years old, will be 61 in November on the 27th. Um, uh, did not record his first solo album until 2000. Um, prior to that, he had replaced Richard Elliott in the Tower, uh, in in Tower of Power, which I didn't know. Richard, I didn't even know Richard Elliott played in Tower of Power. Um, that was after Richard had decided to pursue his own um, personal career, solo career, I should say. Prior to that, Huge uh, had replaced Richard Elliott. I'm sorry. Prior to that, um, I'm sorry. When Elliott went on to pursue a solo career, he also uh, did session work with various pop acts, most notably the Miami Grit Group Expose, um, sax solo on another hit, uh, Seasons Change, and another. On their 1993, I'll Never Get Over You, Getting Over Me. Uh, Huge adopted the name Huge Groove, initially presumed to be coined by fans who saw him perform in Europe. That's interesting. Uh, He later indicated in an interview on XM Radio in 2006 that his mother-in-law conceived the idea for his stage name. Hmm. Um. His best-known solo hits include Sneak a Peek, Slam Dunk, Rewind, Don't Let Me Be Lonely Tonight, Living Large, and XXL. His most recent hits include Get Em Going, Chillaxin'. That's a nice tune. Uh, and seven, S7 Large, S, the number seven, then V-E-N Large. Albums include S-V-N, S7 Large, uh, Born to Groove, Living Large, and Playdate. Recently released another album entitled Sunday Morning. And back in 2008, he was on tour with Tina Turner, which is one of the first times I heard of him, uh, 2008. So that was, yeah, that was right after well, he, he started playing with uh, uh, Tower of Power and didn't have his own solo record until 2000. So this is eight years after his solo record. So this helped him, you know, the, the Tina tour, uh, the Tina Turner tour was probably um, 
a good move for him in that he was able to get his name out there because I'm sure people were asking who was the sax player. And for him, just getting started, you know, probably, you know, eight years prior to that, this helped to get his name out there more because Tina was obviously playing, you know, she was playing 35 and 40 and 50,000 seat stadiums all over the world. Big Monster helped for him to uh, be able to to play on her uh, event on her gig, get his name announced, and get his name out there. So big ups to him on that tour. I know it was probably pretty grueling, um, but uh, you know you you want to get your name out there. It, it takes it takes a lot of work, a lot of work. So. Um, again, just want to uh, give you a little bit of information about Huge Groove. Um, he is one of my favorites. He's a great he, – and he plays mostly tenor. He does play soprano saxophone as well, and he does – he plays both of them very well. And I like him mostly because he's so unique. His tone, his, his sound is just him. You, when you hear it, you know it's him. It's just so cool. A lot of saxophone players sound – uh, similar, there's uh, quite a few guys who, in my opinion, sound like David Sanborn, and some of them were per- purposely going for that sound, I mean, even to the point where they're using the same mouthpiece as David Sanborn, and, uh, of course, playing on a, uh, um, a uh, uh, six, was it, the Selmer Mark Six saxophone which is one of the most, is, I'm going to say not one of the most, the most valued saxophone uh, brand still in the world. I mean, there are some alto and tenor saxophones out there with the right serial number. They will exceed $25,000 which is just absolutely amazing to me that they have that kind of value. But they were using some kind of special steel back then when they were making the horns, uh, some kind of special um, um, glass that they were making the horns with. And for whatever reason, a lot of saxophone players find this very, very, intriguing and the demand is just very high for that particular instrument, particular brand. So I actually have a friend of mine here in St. Louis who has a alto probably from 70, uh, gosh, maybe 1974, somewhere around there, 50, almost 50 years. And it's got to be worth 15, 20 grand. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's very cool that, you know, guys have a unique sound. I'm not sure exactly what horn that, uh, huge plays on, but his sound is just, it's just very much him. I, I don't know anybody else that sounds like him and I can appreciate that. I think everybody should try to, you know, just kind of carve out your own style, your own tone, um, you know, and just. I know growing up as a saxophone, you're trying to learn how to play saxophone, you listen to other players. And so you're, 
you know, you're stealing licks from other guys, and and uh, then you kind of become that person. But if you work on licks from various people and not just one person, you kind of become one of your own. You kind of you, you kind of you create your own sound, which I hope I have created my own sound. Um, I was a huge Grover Washington listener, um, fan, um, and he uh, just had the, that was the style that I cared for. He was, it was, it was a contemporary jazz sound, but it also had a very R&B flavor to it, his music, not just the saxophone playing, but the actual tracks um, were sounded like R&B music. So that's what I appreciated about Grover. He's one of the innovators of contemporary smooth jazz and will always be, um, you know, known as one of the top saxophone players in history. He's just, he's just, just that guy. I mean, Mr. Magic was a song that got so much airplay not on just smooth smooth jazz radio, but it got so or contemporary jazz radio, it got so much airplay on R and B radio. And to this day you can play that song to those people that are probably forty and over um that remember the song, they it's just one of those songs. It, there's no lyrics to it, it doesn't matter. It's just the groove of the song that people like. Most people will tell you it's just the groove. They love that song. And uh, for whatever reason, it got so much R&B radio play back in the day. And uh, people just, you know, they they loved it. And I'm, I'm glad that it did because it kind of shows you that, you know, it really is about the style of music. Um, uh, jazz, traditional straight-ahead jazz has, you know, has kind of, become, uh, it's just not played as much, unfortunately. And now you can kind of say the same thing about smooth jazz. We lost a lot of radio stations uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And thank God for the Internet because that has given us the opportunity to promote smooth jazz uh, around the world, and we're trying to, you know, as, smooth, as a smooth jazz artist, we're trying to get the message, the music out, I should say, to younger people so that it, it continues on in generations. It's, it's uh, it really, uh, I really love to see kids on TikTok and, and other social media platforms playing instruments. I saw a kid the other day playing guitar. Uh, that was just I'm mean, jazz guitar. He's 13 years old and literally sounded like Wes Montgomery. It was just unbelievable. I mean, the timing, everything that he played. He played some speed stuff, and it was just wow. It blew me away. And then I saw another little kid today playing some blues music, and he, I mean, just like BB King or or some of these other famous blues players, he was phenomenal. I, and, I, and this kid wasn't, he, he might have been 10, 10 or 11. 
unbelievable. I just it, that that just warms my heart. I love to see that. Um, so when you see kids out there that are, you know, trying to make it in the industry, uh, trying to make it as a musician, you know, support them in, in, in as many ways as you can. If they have uh, music projects out, download their music. Um, would love to see this country um, invest more into um, music like we did back when I was in school. Back in the 70s, we actually had instruments. Uh, schools provided instruments for us. Um, and then at, right after Reagan was installed as our new president in 1981, um, we lost an awful lot of money from our education department, for, from our education system. And uh, sadly, um, we just, it, um, the instruments went away. Uh, and we, you know, and you know, kids that wanted to play, a lot of them couldn't because they just couldn't afford the instrument. And it wasn't just, I'm not talking about just poor kids who, you know, parents were, uh, didn't have a lot of money. I'm talking about kids who were in the middle of the road, the, you know, uh, families that were, that actually had some money, but still just, you know, for whatever reason, couldn't afford to pay for instruments. And, then, fortunately, somebody came up with a great idea to let kids rent um, an instrument, and um, with, you know, with the with the option to buy the instrument, which is, which is actually great. I, I, I wish this would have been a an option a long time ago, because as a kid, we all know that they make a decision to do something, and then they may change their mind. So it's a great opportunity just to, you know, to rent the instrument and not have that commitment of purchasing the whole thing and then being able to, you know, give the instrument back if your child didn't want to play. So it, uh, it worked in favor of the store, the music store, and it worked in favor of the parents because they didn't have to worry about selling the instrument, have to worry about paying for the rest of it, you know, they just they just basically rented it for their son and daughter, and uh, if they didn't continue on with it, they were able to give it back, which is which is really cool. And the store could actually rent the instrument out again or sell it or whatever they wanted to do. So it was a great it was a great way for kids to be able to um, to play and play a nice instrument, not something that was extremely old and um, and that uh, you had to struggle to try to get a good sound out of. These were very, very nice instruments. Trumpets, saxophones, flutes, clarinets, um, everything. Stores had them. Fortunately, we're losing some of those, too. We just lost uh, a nice music store here probably about two years ago. Um, they went out of business. So uh, we don't have – and that, that store specifically provided, um, like, band instruments, um, trumpets, saxophones, the whole thing. And they went out of um, – Mazingo Music, they went out of business. So we do have another store out um, on the south side of town 
And uh, there's, I know there's a couple more around, and there's one some on the other side of the river. But, you know, this is something that we as, you know, we need to, to get better at. Music is something that we all need. It's therapeutic. And uh, everybody loves music. It's universal. So, and we need kids to keep, the, the kids that come along that are blessed to have that talent to play, we need the opportunity, they need the opportunity to be able to, you know, find an instrument. And, and, and a good thing about the internet too is you can find stuff online, which is awesome. Amazon is, you know, another good source and there's several other instrument companies out there that they can, you know, you can purchase online. But it's also very nice to have something local where it, somebody can go in and pick up an instrument, give it a shot, instead of, you know, buying something online and, and then uh, maybe not liking it and then have to sit in the back and then it's just kind of a hassle. So, um, uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch a little bit on use. I didn't mean to ramble on about the, um, some of the uh, stuff I was talking about. But I want to touch on a little bit about huge groove. Um, get a chance to see him perform. He is this phenomenal. Hugegroove.com. E-U-G-E-G-R-O-O-V-E.com. Huge Groove. Um, again, we got shows coming up. Uh, Grand Rapids, I'll be there. Um on July 28th, and that's coming up in a few weeks here. So, um, and that's a free show. That's, that's an outdoor show. It's free. Um, it's at a very, um, the name of the park is, is, is very unique. Um, I've never, never seen anything like this, but uh, it's called, Ah, A-H, NAB, N-A-B, Awen, A-W-E-N, Park. Ah, NAB, Awen, Park. It's at 220 Front Avenue, Northwest, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Free admission starts at 6. There are some VIP seats that are, I believe, 30 bucks, where you can get up front and uh, watch the show right in front of the stage. It's going to be outdoors, of course, in the park. Uh, show starts at uh, 6 p.m. They will have some additional music going on Saturday, I believe. I understand that Karen White and another R&B artist are going to be there on Saturday. So I'll be there on Friday, July 28th. Odd Nab, Island Park, 220 Front Avenue, Northwest Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, it's called the In Full Bloom Watercolors Event 6. That's what it's called. Let, uh, August 11th, I am in Indianapolis, well, I should say just north of Indianapolis in Carmel, Indiana, at the Carmel Jazz Festival, August 11th at 9 p.m. Uh, Friday, August 11th, and then again at the same festival on Saturday morning, August 12th at 11 a.m. Uh, and then I'm heading back to St. Louis to perform at Hot Summer Nights, Downtown St. Charles, Missouri, on the same date, August 12th at 7 p.m. I'm sorry, I'm on at 8 p.m. There's an opening act at 7 p.m. So that's hot summer nights. And then on that following Thursday, I'm going to be 
at the at Gentry Park in Bridgeton, Missouri. That's an outdoor free show put on by the park, by the city of Bridgeton, Missouri, which is outside by which is um, out by the St. Louis Airport. A showtime on that one is 7 p.m. It's right next to the Bridgeton um, Rec Center. So uh, Gentry Park, very easy to get to. And it's the best park in the city of St. Louis to see a concert because it's shaded and um, the stage is kind of down the hill. So everybody sits on the hill in their chairs and they can, everybody can see the show. It's nice. It's very, it's just beautiful. You would love it. Uh, last year we had over 1,500 people at that event. So and actually people were sitting out there at 4 p.m. And the show didn't start until 7. So come on out and get your, put your, get, bring your lawn chairs out. August 19th will be that following Saturday in Kirkwood Park. Um, time is to be announced. They have a little um, theater, uh, what do you call it? It's a, uh, like a little mini theater there where they have some seats and that kind of thing. If I have, I don't know, 200 seats or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's Saturday, August 19th. Um, and then I'll be back in St. Charles again. Just opened up tickets for this last night. We're going to be at the Old Stone Chapel, 1106 South Main Street in St. Charles, Missouri, which is right across the street from um, the other venue that I perform at regularly, uh, LaBelle Cool. So this is the sister um, of the of LaBelle Cool. It's Old Stone Chapel. It's uh, they're, they're, these venues are practically the same size. Old Stone Chapel is slightly smaller, not by much. Um, but we'll be there on September 8th. Tickets are on the website. VIP is $35. General seating is $25. General seating is reserved. So all seats are reserved. VIP seats are right up front. There's four tables of VIP seats. Um, the link is timcunningham.ticketbud.com forward slash TC like Tim Cunningham. And that link, of course, is on the website. Um, then we're going up to Lansing, Michigan on September the 22nd. That will be for the Mikey 23 Foundation at the Cadillac Room at 1115 South Washington Avenue uh, in Lansing, Michigan. You got to call 517-253-0200 for tickets. Um, I don't have a link for tickets on that one, but um, you got to call the number 517-253-0200 for tickets on that event. That is it's Friday, September 22nd, 2023. Uh, you'll need to, if you're coming from out of town, you'll need to book this early because if you're going to stay all night, because the Michigan State football homecoming weekend uh, is on the 23rd, the, that very next day, I'm sorry, the game is on the 23rd. So that's a very hot weekend. People will start coming in town on Thursday night. And, um, of course, Friday they'll be there and Saturday night. Uh, and so hotel rooms are going to be booked up. So if you're coming in from out of town and need to stay all night, you're going to want to book your hotel as soon as possible, like now. Because um, we're just uh, a little over eight weeks out from that event. Yeah. So um, I, September 22nd, 
um, in Lansing, Michigan, my hometown. October 20th, we're going to be um, at the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center, which is 210 East Monroe in Kirkwood, Missouri. That is for the Meacham Park Neighborhood Improvement Association uh, concert. It's called Jazz at the Center. We did the inaugural event last year. This is the second annual event. Uh, we did 400 people last year with a, uh, in a 500-seat venue. So it was very, very, very successful. Um, tickets, I believe, are thirty dollars this year, and they will, they are, they should be available now on Metro Ticks. So check out. Uh, you can Google Meacham Park Neighborhood Improvement Association, and you'll find information, I'm sure, on their website about the uh, concert. Um, that's a very good cause. They do a lot for the community in, in, of Kirkwood. Um, and they they provide scholarships and other very important uh, needs for children uh, in that area. So big ups to them. Always glad to support uh, this organization. Um, and November 24th, I'm sorry, October 28th, we will be uh, performing at the Omega Psi Phi Theta Mu Nu um, Omega Ball, and this is a black tie event, so evening gown and tuxedos are required, or black tie, I should say. I think it's black tie tuxedo um, are required for this event. Um, you can go to my website and find the link. Um, uh but uh, that's going to be a nice event. It's uh, Family New is a brand new chapter here uh, in St. Charles, affiliated with Omega Sci-Fi, and uh, it's my chapter uh, that I am, am now a part of. But we're trying, just trying to raise some money, and so that we can put money back into the um, put money back into the um, uh, community. That's what this. What that's what the fraternity is all about. So that's uh, Saturday, uh, the 28th of October. November 24th, we're going to be, I'll be doing my day after Thanksgiving show. This is my third show, in a, third year in a row. Last two shows were just, oh, wow. Just, it was so good because now that there's nothing really to do on Friday in terms of shopping, with uh, most people now doing shopping from home, there's no nobody running to the store for the for the big sales any, <clears throat> anymore. And people come in town here in town in St. Louis, and uh, they want to bring their family to. They, they want to do something on Friday because everybody's you know done with Thursday, having Thanksgiving, and there's really nothing to do on Friday and Saturday. So this will be a great opportunity to bring your family out and uh, have some fun. So Saturday. Friday after Thanksgiving, which is November 24th, we'll be at LaBelle Coeur, 1115 South Main Street in St. Charles. Tickets will be on sale here in a couple of weeks for that event. Okay? Um, getting back to the music, there's a tune called Reflection here on the CRS Radio Network. This is saxophonist Tim Cunningham on the Jazz Chat.
So we go to him by Darren Stewart, pianist, who's got uh, five tracks out now and working on some other tracks. So check him out. Uh, Google him at Darren, D-A-R-O-N, Stewart, with a D on the N-S-T-E-W-A-R-D. Check him out. Here is one called Just Groovin'.